This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Tuesday the 31st of August. In your Sport Today, Australia's Golden Knight in Tokyo, the NRL hands big-time fines to the Roosters, the new Super Rugby season is revealed, and a golfer's cool new nickname. This is your Sport Today. It was a golden Monday night for Australia at the Paralympics. The Aussies picked up two golds in table tennis and then the swim team broke more records, this time in the men's relay. Let's start with the table tennis and Gabs, it had been a while since an Aussie had claimed gold in the table tennis at the Paralympics. Yeah, not quite as long as that Titanic gif of 84 years, but it had been 37 years to be exact, Sam. And it's thanks to Lena Lei who won the C9 gold medal and Qian Yang who won gold in the C10 class. Both players, they moved from China to Australia after the last Paralympics at Rio in 2016 and decided they'd wear the green and gold this time around in Tokyo. While Yang beat a Brazilian for the gold, somewhat ironically, Li Na actually beat a Chinese opponent in her final to win the gold medal. Lei said she moved to Australia to enjoy the lifestyle and to learn English and says she's been given a typical Aussie nickname. She's known as Yeah Nah. That's about as Aussie as it gets. Uh, those medals came within an hour of each other. And a little bit later last night, the men's 4 by 100 meter freestyle 34-point relay team set a new world record in the final to claim the gold. Yep, and that's the team of Rowan Crowthers, Will Martin, Matt Levy and Ben Popham who broke the old world record by more than two seconds in a time of 3 minutes 44.31 seconds. Now, it's called the 34-point team because the combined class numbers of the four swimmers can't exceed 34 points. So, Crowlers and Martin are S10 and S9 swimmers, while Levy and Popham are S8 and S7. Sam, a quick reminder, the class number reflects the level of impairment, with the lower the number, the more serious the impairment. After the race, Crowther said, it means everything to win something as a team. It's so special to not just have that medal, but the world record now. Australia is on top, baby. They are in the pool. That was Australia's 21st swimming medal at these games, made up of five gold, six silver and 10 bronze. Australia won six medals yesterday and are now in 11th spot on the medal tally. Today's trivia question, what is the highest position Australia has finished at a summer Paralympic Games? The answer is at the end of today's episode, where you'll also find a few suggestions of some events to keep an eye out for today. Those who tuned in yesterday will know we spoke about the suspension of South Sydney fullback Latrell Mitchell for his high tackle on Roosters player Joseph Manu last Friday night. Well, there's been more out of that game with the NRL handing the Roosters $40,000 worth of fines for the alleged abuse of the referees and for comments made by head coach Trent Robinson in his press conference at full time. Yeah, and this is because Robinson compared the NRL bunker, which is basically the video referee, to a circus and said it was like the twilight zone when the Roosters were playing. He also questioned Henry Perinara, who was the referee in the bunker, calling the whole situation a farce because Mitchell was only sent to the Simmon for 10 minutes and not sent off for the rest of the match. Since then, NRL head of football Graham Annesley has said that he thought Mitchell should have been sent off and has dropped Perinara from this weekend's matches. It's not the first time Robinson has criticised the bunker either. He did it earlier in the year in a game against Parramatta when a couple of his players were injured because of foul play that was not punished on the field. 
Yeah, and that Parramatta game is why the fine is so big. Robinson received a $10,000 fine for what he said after that Eels game, but it was suspended at the time, which meant he didn't have to pay it unless he made similar comments again. Friday night's incident means the club will now have to pay that suspended fine on top of the $20,000 they were fined for the bunker comments. That leaves us about $10,000 short gabs. Yeah, your math is better than mine. So there is one more fine to come out of that game. The NRL is also alleging that Roosters officials used abusive language towards referees during the game on the sideline. NRL CEO Andrew Abdo said the sport would not tolerate that sort of behavior, saying, quote, we will not hesitate to remove the sideline access of any official who repeatedly makes abusive comments towards our match officials. The NRL also reminded coaches and players that they can't question the integrity of match officials. The Roosters have until Friday to appeal the fines. Let's turn our attention to rugby now and next year's Super Rugby competition has been given a bit of a shake-up. It will now be called Super Rugby Pacific, feature 12 teams, no teams from South Africa and Argentina or Japan and two sides from Fiji. Yep, those Fijian sides are called Moana Pacifica and Fijian Drua and they'll join five teams each from Australia and New Zealand. The competition will run for 18 weeks starting on February 18 and ending on June 18. Each team plays everyone once with three extra games expected to be local derbies, making it a 14-week season. When the regular season is finished, the top eight teams will play off in knockout quarters, semis and then a grand final. The 2020 Super Rugby competition was cancelled because of COVID and last year Australia and New Zealand decided to host their own competitions, again because of the challenges around travel and the pandemic, and that's why there are no teams from South Africa, Argentina and Japan this time around. Yeah, that's why Moana Pacifica will play out of New Zealand and the Drua are expected to call South East Queensland home next season. Super Rugby Pacific is still six months away, but fans won't have to wait too much longer to see some rugby. The third Bledisloe Cup match is on this Sunday in Perth. American golfer Patrick Cantlay won two things at the BMW Championship yesterday, a new nickname and a huge winner's check. As Bryson DeChambeau missed four putts that would have won him the tournament, Cantlay kept his cool as the fans shouted Patty Ice from the galleries, going on to win in the sixth playoff hole and with it $2.3 million. Just think how many daiquiris you could buy with that, Sam. (laughs) As you said, Cantlay was cool under pressure, particularly with his putter as he sank eight putts from more than six metres over the week, the last of those coming on the 18th and the last playoff hole against DeChambeau for the win. DeChambeau actually had four chances to win the tournament, missing a putt on the last hole in his fourth round and then three birdie putts in the playoff. Both players finished on 27 under, which makes DeChambeau the owner of the lowest score in a PGA tournament to not win. Cantlay said he was locked in the zone when he was playing, but got wind of his new nickname. He said, there was maybe one or two guys that followed me around all four days and they were just screaming at every hole. Besides the cool new nickname and the money, the win also means Cantlay is now leading to FedEx Cup, which is the season-long tournament where you get points for doing well throughout the year. And that means he starts with a two-shot lead in next week's Tour Championship, which is like the grand final of the PGA Tour with the 30 best golfers in the world all competing. It's a big advantage because the winner of the Tour Championship takes home $20 million. That is a lot of daiquiris, Gabs. Uh, I think I'm going to start taking up golf when this lockdown is over. (laughs) 
Gabs, you're the kind of guy who likes to ask for a refund when he's not satisfied, right? Well, when it says all you can eat, I'm going to eat all I can eat. <laughs> well, Formula One driver Lewis Hamilton reckons fans who attended the Belgian Grand Prix on the weekend should get their money back after rain ruined the shortest race in F1 history. Hamilton's comments came after the race in Belgium was called off after just two laps behind the safety car because conditions were too dangerous. Now, when a safety car is involved, that means drivers cannot overtake the cars in front of them. So the points for the race were based on where you finished in qualifying, which meant Max Verstappen won to cut into Hamilton's lead at the top of the standings. Only half the usual points were awarded for a race that was delayed by nearly three hours, which Hamilton called a farce. Yeah, there was pretty much torrential rain there the entire race day. Hamilton went further, posting on Instagram, quote, The only people to lose out are the fans. We were sent out there for one reason and one reason only. We should have just caught it quits, not risked the drivers, and most importantly, refunded the fans who are at the heart of all of our sport. The FIA, that's the governing body that runs motorsport, will investigate the race and the F1 said the race was not run for those two laps for commercial reasons only. So expect to hear a lot more about this one. The next race is the Dutch Grand Prix, which is this Sunday night. Time for a quick look at what's happening at the Paralympics today and at 9am, David Hicks is riding in the men's C2 time trial. Hicks already has a silver medal at these games in the men's C2 3000 metre individual pursuit, but that was in the velodrome. Today, he's out on the road. Yeah, and then at 2.30pm, it's David Nicholas also on the bike. He's racing in the men's C3 time trial. He's the reigning world champion and won the gold medal in the event at the 2012 Games in London. And at 8.07pm tonight, Jasmine Greenwood swims in the women's S10 100m butterfly final. Greenwood suffered two strokes as a child when she came down with appendicitis, resulting in some brain damage. Part of her rehab was swimming, and it turns out she was really good at it. She's only 16 and finished fifth in the 100m freestyle on Saturday. And a bonus event to watch out for, and it's not at the Paralympics. Nick Kyrgios plays in the first round of the US Open this morning from around 10am. All those times are Australian Eastern Standard Time. The answer to today's trivia question, Australia's highest final position at a Summer Paralympics is first. Back in 2000 in Sydney, Australia won 63 gold medals and 149 medals overall in Sydney. Before we go, there's a link in the episode notes to a survey about sport today. We'd love to hear your feedback, so fill it out and go in the draw for a $200 Dan and Murphy's gift voucher. Okay, that's it from us today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again tomorrow. 